Hey guys, just a quick disclaimer before we get started. This episode was recorded a few days before we released it, so there's a few things that might not be totally up to date. Uh, but anything that's not accurate, it's just a couple things here and there, we'll cover in the cleanup at the start of the next episode. Just want to let you guys know. But now I'll let you get onto the show. Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Bear Claw Podcast. I am your host, Omar Delgado, with me... Zachary Stein. Good old Stein. Hey, that's me. That is you. Um, for those of you who are new to this podcast, we're talking Bears. Last God episode, bears. we talked the Bears offense. Before that, we did a quick five-year recap on um, on the Bears history just the past five years. And uh, this episode, we're going to get into defense. We're going to be talking about some of the changes that have happened. We're going to be talking about things that we're excited about, things that we're worried about. And we're just going to have a good time. Um, so first off, just wanted to start with an update on uh, last last episode. We were talking, we had mentioned that Tevin Jenkins, it, it was brought up that he might be out for week one at least. Um, and just an update on that is that, I mean, uh, Iberflus has said that he's week to week. So I'm assuming that means he's still going to be out week one. Uh, which is unfortunate because I think, he, I, I don't know, he's had he's had a lot of injuries. I was looking it up. He's had a few surgeries. He's had neck problems. And I don't know, hopefully that gets better and hopefully he can be more consistent. But it's not looking great as of now. <laughs> Seems to be uh, a, a pattern that, that we've had recently unfortunately yeah uh, and i mean i know we're not the only team to deal with things like that but uh, since we are both bears fans and bear centric yeah <laughs> yeah did you is, i can be slightly frustrating yeah well it was bad because he wasn't the only one it seemed there was like three or four more of the o-line and i think uh someone else who got hurt <laughs> so, <laughs> it was just crazy to me five days ago yeah yeah it was crazy to me we were literally talking about how that was like the one thing that we were we kept hammering on that. We were pretty worried excited. about it. And then that's what <laughs> that's what happened was the injuries. The very next day you messaged me and I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. The good thing is, I mean, we still got time. I mean, if this were like, you know, week one, week two, or like in the middle of the season, it'd be a little more concerning, but it's still preseason. I mean, we just had our last preseason game, so. Well, and also I, I will say, you know, Eberflus has at least been um, pretty straightforward with, well, I guess straightforward. They are not disclosing the severity of all of the injuries. However, they have at least said that they aren't anything to be concerned with. Right. So, They're like playing in that middle ground of like not letting yeah. on entirely. But I think if it was something serious, they probably would be like, this is serious. And it's. Yeah. Know. I think if someone was definitely going to be missing a season, they would, they, yeah, they would say like, Nope, we're fucked. You know, but, sorry, yeah. we're gonna move on to the next. <laughs> um, but no, they've very much been like, you know, this is just part of it's it's camps, it's preseason. Yeah, unfortunately, just part of the game. Yeah, which is I, and the whole thing is fine with me. I don't. I mean, I think as fans, we often get a little too entitled, you know. And I don't think we need to know exactly what's going on at all times. I think I trust this coaching staff too. So, well, and the spirits of the players seem to be high. So yeah, no one's you, panicking. Or... Exactly. With that, and you can tell that nobody in interviews, if you watch them, nobody's pussyfooting around. Nobody's yeah, like... dancing around the bushes or anything. They're when it it's when it comes up, they're straight with it, and they're like, "Yeah, no, I, yeah. I think well, we're excited to see everybody healthy. We're excited to see uh, everybody clicking and on the same page." Uh, when everybody is healthy, you know, mm -hmm. so it doesn't sound like it's any major issues just yet. Not enough to actually worry the team. So uh, with that, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm still hopeful. Yeah. There's no reason to panic yet no. at all. So you uh, wanted to talk a little bit about the preseason because uh, we just had our last preseason game on Saturday. Uh, I mean, my only comments is just, it looks like, um, we got some fields passes. Uh, I think we had a total, total of 13 plays that he was in. And was it two or three series that he was in? It, this it was last three, game? right? Yeah. 
I think it was three. I think it was three because the first two were three and outs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't but, know. I just am the, watching this. I, I don't know. I want to say, okay, it's good. It's bad, blah, blah. This whole thing just reminds me how I'm just so ready for the regular season to start. It seemed like they're just shaking off the rust. There was a few things that like maybe could have been done better. A few mistakes, like a mistake made by a rookie wide receiver, you know, maybe Justin Fields not reading something the way he should have or whatever, but I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> it was so little plays and people are dissecting so much out of it. And I'm just like, <laughs> so it really um, doesn't matter. Was, it, yeah, it's like literally, like actually. Has, preseason yeah. has nothing to do with your starters. No. Like, at all. It, yeah. uh, nothing to do with your defined starters. We all know that Fields is going to be the starter. It's not like there's a, a quarterback battle going on or anything. No. Th- that doesn't exist. It literally has nothing to do with him. Also, you can't even compare it to what it's going to be like in the regular season, considering that we didn't have the offensive line in there. Yeah. He was not in there with what will be his starters. Right. So. Which is, I don't know how smart that, because he ended up, his last play, they pulled him immediately after. I don't know if you saw him take that shot. Yeah. Yeah, That last shot that he took and they were like, just pulled them immediately, which I was a good idea. But it's like, okay, maybe we should have had our starting line out there instead of our third string. Well, they were trying to get him some reps, but at the same point, the whole purpose, and I think we kind of went over this in the first episode, the whole purpose to the preseason has nothing to do with the actual starters. It's to get them a few reps in a game time situation, especially for those who have transitioned into the organization mm-hmm. or have someone new throwing at them or uh, you know, they're learning a new system, yeah. be it okay. offense or defense. So yeah. really what it's for is those starters to just get some game time reps. And the majority of it is for who's going to make the cut. It's for the other. I mean, there are 22 starters, not including special teams, right? Yeah. 22 starters. So you have a 53 man roster, only 45 get to dress on game day, but we have 90 fucking people on the roster right now. Like, yeah. Well, actually, I think we're down to like 87 right now. So we, we okay, so we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, yeah. <laughs> as of this recording, we have about 24 hours for the deadline. For final cuts and everything. Yeah, for final cuts. So you think uh, anything is going to happen? Do you think any, any big moves left? Or I mean, there's obviously going to be some cuts, you know, lots of cuts. We have right. we, like half the fucking team has to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because I, I remember last you were saying how you were excited to see what what moves you're going to make. I am excited to see so, trade opportunities. Do you think something will happen? Or? Well, I know, uh, I, I know you've got this later on in in this piece. Um, but you, you know the Jonathan Taylor rumors. Now, would he? Is he actually? Would he be a fit? With I the think Bears? those. Are, I mean, eh. yeah. Those I, I think there are better teams out there for him and teams yeah. that have more to offer. Um, you know, there have been some speculation around Mooney and mm-hmm. it would be surprising if the Bears tried trading him out because of the statements and that have been made that the, they've really dug their heels. And I think with how important he is to the yeah. organization and the future, I would, I would be surprised if they did trade him of, of sorry with the, uh, development of fields you know they've been very open about that yeah um but i would not be surprised if there's some frustration from his side of contract negotiations not yeah because this is his contract year isn't it right yes. this is last year so yeah. they're in extension talks right now mm-hmm. and so i think that if from a player perspective if there was any type of frustration with that i wouldn't be surprised if his camp was like you know we're not getting anywhere we should be further along in this process and we're not you know yeah so 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 that that part wouldn't surprise me it would surprise me if the bears actually traded him however that's kind of the thing i was talking about (laughs) yeah like because there is value there and we could i don't know we could maybe solidify the o-line a little better or or get a little more depth at it with consistency um or I don't know, maybe actually lock down the edge rush a little bit more. Just yeah. throwing that out there, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, there's options. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'd be sad if he went. I think he's earned his keep, and I think uh, at least this one more year, one more chance to. Oh, absolutely. I think he he's, he's great for the organization. I think he's yeah. like he's bare football. Like, I yeah, he's it. come along with so. with Fields too, which I think has been. You know, maybe they'll hinge on that. You know, if uh, <laughs> Fields takes a shit this season. And they'll send them both packing. <laughs> yeah. I can uh, see that. 
So we were talking about cuts. One of the big, I mean, not big, not major cuts, but I mean, pretty significant cut, I think, was PJ Walker. He was seemed like people were pretty excited and he was going to be our number two. But I guess he just lost that, lost that spot because Ty, uh, Ty Bajan has been showing out this preseason in the few opportunities that he's had. Not, few, not just the preseason. I mean, he's been showing out in training camps and OTCs, like everything. Yeah. He's been so he, you know, old school kind of walked, yeah, like D2, like quarterback. Yeah. That's earned his spot in the old school way, I think, which is pretty cool. For sure. And I think he's officially and now the number two. Also, when you think about that, like, I mean, nothing is better than Chicago, right? Than, yeah. <laughs> than someone that's <laughs> literally like lifting themselves up by the bootstraps. So, yeah. Or the cleat straps, I guess. Cleat straps. <laughs> uh, yeah, Travis. Uh, the other thing is Travis Gibson requested a trade, and the Bears gave him permission to look around and see who wants him. That'll be interesting. Uh, um, yeah, what do you I, think of I, Travis Gibson? I mean, I don't really know. I don't know what the value is there. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't. That one, I was kind of like, okay. I, it doesn't work. Yeah, his name I'm kept popping. Really like... When we were doing the five-year recap and stuff, his name kept popping up uh, if you, like a, f- a few a few times and i don't know i just don't i haven't seen him there's nothing that makes me there's nothing that i've seen that makes me be like oh shit we need to lock him down or oh shit we shouldn't be letting him go you know so agreed uh yeah i wanted to talk a little bit about the jonathan taylor rumors just because i mean I, we, they kept bringing up the bears as like a potential landing spot for him and i just thought that i don't know i that didn't make sense to me where it's like i feel like we have a really good and a really deep at running back like why would we want jonathan taylor um, but I think they've been pretty much debunked at this point. Like I think the Bears came out and said, like we aren't, we're not looking for, we're not looking to grab him. So, yeah, yeah, they, they've said that. At the same point, it would also be like again one of those like fun moves, right? Yeah, like sure. last minute, whoa, like a big name, you know? big but splash. But then also yeah. like how would how would he fit into that? I mean, he immediately he, becomes a number one running back, you know. Like so, it's that sort of like yeah. shits on everything that we have <laughs> established. Yeah. Um, so what, like you'd bring him in and then maybe trade, I don't know, use your, a, use your other RBs to get more, shore up the line or something. Could, yeah. You, trades, you'd, but but yeah. I feel like if anything like that was going to happen, that would have already happened. I don't think they'd be waiting till now. I don't know. that That's a very complicated one. I think that's going to be, that would be like a three team type trade situation. Right. Yeah. That, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if that one, from a legal perspective, like getting like contracts and shit built out that that's one of the ones that was kind of last minute oh really okay um yeah and then we, we already hit we were talking about mooney and how he might be he's one of the names that's been floating around as a as a trade mm-hmm. but all right so now that we've done our uh just general updates and kind of housekeeping uh let's move into to the main point of this episode let's talk about the defense the meat of the sandwich here um, we'll start off with a quick recap of last year and, uh, yeah, so our defense last year was pretty bad, but also very young. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think our, our team as a whole had the most rookie snaps. Uh, but I think our defense in particular was, was pretty young. Especially our year. defense. Yeah. Uh, we, at one point Ryan Poles was saying that our team, the bears had the most rookie snaps played, uh, the next team was a thousand snaps below us as far as mm-hmm. rookie snaps. So, yeah. um, and then last year I was looking, and in the second half of the season, we were basically either last or second to last in every defensive metric. Uh, you know, like third downs, sacks, and then points allowed and stuff like that. Takeaways. Yeah, takeaways. So just, just not good. <laughs> just no, really not, not good. It was. Not but I think bear football. Like it yeah. didn't feel like. You know, you grow up knowing like monsters of the midway this is yeah, what we defense, do yeah the defense the special team this is what we do mm-hmm. and last year it was not what we do yeah <laughs> uh yeah and i think to be fair i mean we had a a good amount of injuries and then i mean we took the two big hits we lost uh robert quinn and roquan smith they got traded away yeah um, which you know sucked as a fan yeah um, from their perspectives i understand why you know like why it had to be done. where where they are in their career and i mean you can't if i was that good and at that point in my career like age wise as well you know like you're starting to get out get there, out there in the years yeah. to, to where you're like i've got a, a few like 
in my prime left before I start seeing that down the decline. Down that decline. We're I'll still be good for another few years after that, but like yeah. I can't waste a full season. Yeah. I just can't. And I'm I'm still valuable now, you know, like use me. So yeah. it sucked. I think it was and mutual. I mean I didn't I didn't was, see any uh, negative stuff with it. Yeah, well I think Ryan Poles, like as much as they were maybe in the mindset for their career, I think Ryan Poles was also in the point of like we got to get what we can for these guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Before they get hurt. Yeah. And I think I remember too, I think Roquan Smith at that point was really trying to get a big, big paycheck. And I think, uh, I don't think Ryan Poles wanted to give him that. I mean, he was arguably him and what Eddie Jackson were probably the two best on the defense at the time. Yeah. So I, I he, he was sort of like the face of the bears defense the bears defense which yeah. usually carries a little bit of value with it so sure. i i would i understand why yeah i don't blame him for trying to get get his money but it just didn't shake out oh and then uh, yeah a couple of the injuries that we had uh i forgot actually that jack sanborn got injured he was the one that came in for roquan smith last year and then mm-hmm. he hurt his ankle and then was out for the season and then jalen johnson and eddie jackson were also really uh they were also injured Man, that stat about Jackson blows my mind. Blows uh, which, my oh, mind. Oh, about last – yeah, yeah. So last season, Eddie Jackson, he missed the last uh, five games of the season. Um, But he still led the defense in uh, most interceptions and most forced fumbles. And then, <laughs> That's crazy. That's just crazy. Yeah. And he was on track. I mean, hold, let me check before I give the stat because it might be – before his injury and before he was out for the season, he was leading the Bears in tackles, and then he was also leading the NFC for votes uh, to get into the Pro Bowl. So, I mean, I can't imagine he would have screwed that up and not been in the Pro Bowl towards the end no. of the year. But, I mean, that just makes it, I think, uh, even though that sucked last year, I think we have this year to look forward to for him being healthy and back. All Especially right. now that we've shored up a couple of positions. Um, yeah, I mean, cause he is, he's a killer, man. Like yeah. he's out there. Just, yeah, he's great. So, um, getting him a little, a little backup, I think is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're going to get into the defensive acquisitions and departures. Uh, so these are just the people of note that came and left. Uh, so some of the people we got, we got Tremaine Edmonds, uh, the linebacker from the bills. We got TJ Edwards, the linebacker from the Eagles. We got Demarcus Walker, the defensive end from the Titans. Tyreek Stevenson, who we drafted. He's a cornerback from Miami. Uh, and then we also got Yannick Ngakue. Yannick Ngakue. I'm not sure which one's right, but one of Say those. Say again. Yannick Just, Ngakue. Yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure which one is right either. Yeah. I, no matter what, it just sounds beautiful. It sounds kick-ass. So, yeah, it's it a cool, so like, yeah. So, defensive end from the Colts. Uh, and then we got Andrew Billings, uh, left tackle from the Raiders. And then the big departures that we uh, mentioned earlier, we, Robert Quinn, our defensive end, he left to the Eagles. And then Roquan Smith, our linebacker, he left to the Ravens. And then it looks like, I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, Travis Gibson's going to be gone. I don't think he's going to be with the Bears when this season starts. Well, I mean, he just... You know, he came in and he was already sort of going into camp, um, fighting for for a spot, even, for even not even to be a starter. You know, yeah. he's fighting to even be a backup, and he just doesn't seem to have moved up at that at all. So I remember being surprised seeing him that, like he was playing third string, and I was like, he's getting a lot of reps for a preseason game. I thought he was higher up on the roster, but I yeah. guess not. Uh, okay, so. Now we're going to get into the leaders, the head of the defense, the defensive coordinator, Alan Williams. So Alan Williams, he came to us in 2022, along with Matt Eberflus. A little bit of background on him. He was a college running back at William & Mary. And actually, when he was at William & Mary, he was teammates with Mike Tomlin, uh, who he's still the head coach for the Steelers, right? He's still coaching. Yes. Um, and then, so then after he finished college, he started as a high school assistant coach. And then from there, he went to back to William and Mary to coach there. And then after William and Mary, he went to the Buccaneers uh, to coach under Tony Dungy. 
And then Tony Dungy and Alan Williams both went to the Colts. And he was with the Colts for nine years. Uh, one of those years was actually the year that the Colts and the Bears were in the Super Bowl. And Alan Williams was with the Colts when they beat us in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. A little fun fact for you. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. 2012 to 2021, he was bouncing around. He was with the Vikings, the Lions, and then he went back for a second stint with the Colts. And then after that is when he came to us. Uh, I was looking at all the kind of positions that he's had and stuff. It seems like he's he's had a a lot of his positions were working with the defensive backs or like the safeties, um, which I kind of like to hear. I think that's kind of cool. I, that's nice. I mean, that's him, usually that that's experience. from a Bears perspective that would fit perfectly, right? You would mm-hmm. you would assume uh, just because cornerbacks, safeties, takeaways, I mean, interceptions, the, like. Uh, uh, punching out the balls like that's what they're known for Mm -hmm. traditionally and yeah so it would make sense to bring him in here um obviously last year was rough between injuries and a bunch of rookies having to step up for some of the starters and veterans and um like that's one of those you know throwing them in to the deep end right yeah just straight to the wolves yeah like (laughs) um but having sink or swim a coordinator and the other thing is that they're the team spirit still it just seemed like they're just out there having fun still yeah i think that was something that uh both eberflus and and williams and getsy and you know just the whole and pool was really focused on was look we are the one of the youngest fucking teams out here Mm -hmm. and now we have the most rookies getting the most snaps in the whole nfl yeah sorry (laughs) this is not going to go the way that we would like it to Mm -hmm. so let's use it as a great learning opportunity so that next year we don't have sophomore slumps for you guys instead you can come in and be like you know i i know how this works now i've had some good real action out there uh in the meantime just go out there make a good play and if it fucks up just get back in there try to make another good play you know Mm -hmm. and uh i feel like the team really carried that even again look at the the record the record doesn't show that obviously no like three fucking wins like that's that's rough yeah but but their spirit i think was great and so i'm looking forward to seeing some of that development i think that williams is good for that based on his experience but also with like everyone being on that same page of what that culture is going to be with the team of learning, moving forward, establishing a nice base. I mean, we run a four, three defense. Like that's, yeah. You don't get much standard than that. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing some of them evolve a little bit this year. Yeah. Going back to what you're saying. I mean, that's kind of the exact, I remember that's exact, uh, that's the exact same attitude that, Ryan Poles had um, when talking about how, when talking about, you know, having so many rookies, he was, he saw it more as an opportunity and, and I think came out and was saying, you know, this in the long term is going to be really good for us. You know, we're going to get a lot of reps for a lot of these young guys. They're going to, going to maybe show out. They're going to maybe, you know, get some experience and kind of be able to know, you know, how, how fast the game is and get up to speed and stuff. To put it in baseball terms, we have our farm system yeah. starting. Starting is what right. happened yeah. last year. Like <laughs> yeah. So, yep. so it was kind of like, man, fuck it. Let's see what they can do. Yeah, can't get any worse. Huh? We, not, not, uh, expectations weren't too high. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about Eberflus. Um We talked in the first episode about how it was uh, – how he – it was kind of going against the grain, bringing in a defensive because he is a defensive uh, centered guy, more focused. Like that's more of his where his experience has been is on the defense. Um, and so, yeah, I was just was curious to see how you know how much of a hand he's had in the defense and how how hands on he is, how how involved he is with the defense and stuff. Um, yeah, from what I found, you know, the with him being being defensive minded but also bringing in when you put that in conjunction and bringing in williams as the coordinator yeah i last year iberflus was focused on the offense primarily so that he could establish that relationship with fields Mm -hmm. as well as some of the other young guys that are out there right he didn't want i don't think he wanted 
the record to have a negative effect on the mindset of fields. Yeah. And so having that relationship and showing that support in what was arguably a very, very tough season. <laughs> yeah. Like, probably one of arguably, the toughest ones yeah. I think that for sure it was. Fields has probably ever had. Yeah. And with that, uh, had stepped back a bit from the defensive side. Yeah. This year, from what I'm found so far is that he is trying to have more of an even split between the two yeah um and be more involved with the defense now because of that same issue of there's a bunch of young guys there too now but but obviously fields is the future of the franchise yeah and so that sort of does take precedent and then next is him stepping over however from what it, it seems like from the team is that he's not like out there calling the shots necessarily yeah um Williams is still the coordinator. It's still his defense. It's his style. It's his, and it makes sense. I mean, with him and Eberflus haven't been, they've coached together before. I think they have, um, they obviously flow well together. Otherwise he wouldn't have brought him in. So. Yeah. That's I, I can't imagine Flus would have brought, would have brought him in just to micromanage him. Well, I don't think that polls would have agreed to it either. Sure. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Going back to the Justin Fields thing, too. I'm sure he just didn't want to focus on the defense because, I mean, just in shorter terms, I guess, of what you were saying, but he probably just didn't want Fields to feel neglected or feel like, what the fuck? Like, why isn't this guy talking to me or something? You know, like he probably wanted to give a f- fair amount of attention to who is possibly, who, someone who might possibly be the next, you know, the franchise quarterback. Probably Absolutely. Wanted, to, wanted yeah. to establish that good relationship. Especially like first year coaching, first year, you know, like, yeah, it's... all like, yeah, everything new and stuff. Um, all right, so that's the defensive coordinator. Now we're going to break it down here. We're going to start with the D-line. We're going to go into uh, get down. the starting D-line. We're going to start it off with Yannick Ngakue. I'm going to say it like that because I get the – I don't know. Because uh, should I say it that way? Uh, Bro, just, I want to tread lightly here, you know? <laughs> yo, just say, say what you want that's to That's how death. I would say it, yeah. Yannick Ngakue. So – I was watching some interviews with him and uh, from when they brought him here. It just seems like he has a really great attitude. Uh, I guess his faith is pretty strong. You know, they kept asking him, like, oh, like, how have you managed to be so consistent and how have you managed to, you know, continue to have the success even though you've been bouncing around so much? And he just pretty much kept answering and saying, oh, well, you know, God has, has put me in these great positions and God has given me, you know, a great opportunity to to um, to be productive and just had to have faith in him and stuff. Um so yes, his faith seems pretty important to him. Um, but besides that, it just seems to have a great attitude. And in one of the interviews, he was actually talking about, uh, he's like, oh yeah, I got a bear tattoo. So coming here, it just feels, you know, I feel like maybe I was always meant to be a bear. <laughs> Which, you know, maybe he's playing it up for something. But I still was like, even if he is playing it up, I was like, I'll, I'll eat it up. I love it. <laughs> like, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, he's moved, so yeah, he's moved around a lot. He's been with a lot of different teams. It's uh, funny that you mentioned that is like strong in his faith because the next note that we had was new JP question mark. Yeah. And I read that as Jesuit priest. Like, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why that's, yeah, that's the, that's that's the old history is. teacher in me. You know? Yeah. Like that's a <laughs> uh, you know what that's for though, right? Are you no, no, uh, I, Julius Peppers? Oh, okay. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. He was talking because that was one of the things that he talked about. He seems to uh, either read up or already knew a lot about uh, Bears history and was well, talking about how. You know, he, he's taken a lot of inspiration from uh, Julius Peppers and stuff and hopes to. Uh... As many defensive ends should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so he hopes and I think is expected to bring, you know, that same kind of aggressive pass rush and be that. That is something we were missing horribly last year. Yeah. Like we didn't have a consistent edge rusher like throughout the season. So, yeah. you know, that was one of the things that we went out and tried to get. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring. Uh, especially again coming back to once the defense is fully healthy mm-hmm. right that's where once we need to see all the killers on the field at the same time yeah is what we're <laughs> missing right now yeah last year's last year this year's this year's new year and i'm excited to be here uh i've been a part of the system before and um i just love everybody so far that i've met and you know coach travis my position coach we have history back in las vegas and i just love his style of coaching and i know that he can raise the level of the bar of all of us in the, in the locker room as well as in the D-line room. So. Why here? Why Chicago? just feel like it was a great fit. Like I said, going back to, you know, what this culture means here, uh, just the history here, and also it's a great transition, easy transition with my position coach and my defensive coordinator. 
Uh, so Yannick Ngakue, that's a def- left defensive end. Next, we're going to go to the left defensive tackle, who is Andrew Billings. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just from what I was looking, he just seems pretty co- uh, pretty consistent. Uh, his coaches talk about how he's pretty good against the run. Uh, he opted out of his 2020 season. What you're uh, saying is he knows how to stuff a hole. That's... Yeah. Oh, he can stuff it like nobody's business. <laughs> and I'm not talking one of those like double stuffs. It's a mega stuff. Yeah, like, you know what I'm you saying? Bear, like, yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> um, so yeah, just something worth noting. He's, he opted out his 2020 season because that was when COVID hit. And then shortly after that, uh, in 2021, the Browns waived him. So he Fuck was... Cleveland. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Cross the board. So then he the whole city could fall in the hole. All of it. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just ostracize like That's all crazy. of our Cleveland listeners. Like, yeah. Just... <laughs> you consider Ohio Midwest? Yeah. Yeah. Ohio right? is definitely Midwest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For a while, I was, I was. I hadn't thought about it, and then someone brought it up to me like, "Do you think Ohio's Midwest?" And I was like, "I have to think about it," but I think I've landed on. I think. Uh, I think they've earned it. <laughs> Uh, so then after the Browns waived him, he was kind of, he was just on practice squads. I think he was with like the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad and another team. And uh, yeah, he's with the Chiefs and then he was with, on, he's with someone else. And then he was playing with the Raiders and then the Raiders, after the Raiders, he came to us. So now he's with us. Last season, he played 14 games and he started 14 games. And over those 14 games, he had 39 tackles and one sack. Uh, which is not bad for a defensive tackle. Uh, moving on. Bad. Yeah. Moving on to our right defensive tackle, Justin Jones. Similar thing. Uh, when I was looking at him, he just seems like he's – uh, it seems like people talk about him being pretty good against the run, also good at stuffing holes. Uh, he came to us from the Chargers. And uh, last season he was with the Chargers and he had a career high, 37 tackles, three sacks. In eleven games, um, in eleven games played, he did get injured though. I think he was having like calf problems, which is why he only had eleven games as opposed to seventeen. But um, I will say, it took me, like, when you have an actual calf injury. Yeah. I had never had one until about about a year ago. I had just finished a big cycle on training Trend. and hit some PRs on uh, squat and deadlift and then uh, got a calf injury. It took me nine months Yikes. to get it fixed. Nine months. Like without surgery, it took me nine months. Yeah. Um, Even now, I have to spend extra time on it. Otherwise, it just lights the fuck up. Yikes. So I can't imagine carrying that type of body weight around yeah and, and having to play in the like, having to NFL be explosive game. against another person that body weight like yeah also being explosive like the the amount of pressure that that takes i yeah so as soon as i see that calf thing happen i'm like fuck that sucks yeah it's gonna be a while you and know because it's it, gonna be something that they have to work through for a while yeah, you know it's gonna be something that's time. gonna stick with them for more than one season most likely yeah well hopefully uh Hopefully it doesn't bother him too much this season, but hopefully not. All right, so started at left, finishing at the right end with our right defensive end, Demarcus Walker, who was also coming off a career high. Uh, he had thirty-two sa- thirty-two tackles and uh, seven sacks over seventeen games. So he played all seventeen, which we love to see for the Titans. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, been he, did, uh, he had a great season. Yeah. He's been in the league for a while, so uh, the one thing I wanted to point out is that our whole front four is—they're—they're. They're, uh, I mean, it's totally different than when it was last year. And mm-hmm. I think only a few of our—I think honestly, even into our, when you start looking at our depth, you know, and our, our twos and threes. Even then, I think there's only one or two that are the same that were here last year. Yeah, I and I actually have notes on that about concerns. Are you all oh, is that concern <laughs> so Really? That, that's one of the yeah. that was one of the like notes on concerns that I had. So okay. we'll, we'll get more into that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> when we're talking about what we're worried about. Uh, so that concludes the uh, defensive line. So now we're going to go into linebackers, uh, which I think there's a lot of exciting stuff here. Um, we're going to start off with Tremaine Edwards. 
Uh, fun fact about him, him and his brother Terrell uh, were the first brothers in NFL history to both be taken in the first round of the draft, which I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, he came to us from the Bills, uh, who I think drafted him. And then uh, in 2019 and 2020, he made the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. And he's just been really good. I think he was captain at some point for the Bills. Yep. Um, he was very consistent. Uh, well, and I believe he's already been named as one of the captains for the defense here. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah, and then another I, fun I fact. I think so. He, he has yeah. definitely been pegged as one of the leaders. I mm-hmm. don't know if like he officially has had the seat yet. Official but captain. he has absolutely been pegged as one of the leaders for the defense. Hmm. In fact, it was he was talking about like how excited he is to see everybody at full health and being able to have that the defense like firing on all cylinders finally and actually seeing what it's going to look like. Yeah, that'll be great. Uh, another fun fact about him: Leslie Frazier, who was with the Bears when we uh, won the Super Bowl, he was the starting cornerback for the Bears. Uh, he texted Matty Rufus and Allen Williams, and he told them uh, he was congratulating them on signing on signing Edmonds because he just had he had so much so many good things and such high praise for him he just said you're getting a great guy you're getting a great leader yeah yeah Frazier and Edmonds both talk about they both feel that Edmonds has got a lot a lot left to learn still and and can still get a lot better which is uh I mean that's good he's already great so if he can get even better we love that um, Frazier most recently was the assistant head coach and defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, makes yeah, sense. That's important that's context. where we got it. Yeah, from, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, moving on to TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards, he came to us from the Eagles, and he was on the Eagles team that made the Super Bowl last year. And then he finished the season with 159 total tackles. 159 total tackles. That's, That's a, a lot. Solid, that is a great stat. That's pretty good. That's a good stat. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think actually, um, I'll have to throw in the correction here, um, but I think he he's like, that's like second or third. I think that's like third or something on the all-time, like in a season for the Eagles. Wow. That's, it's, somewhere on, it's somewhere on the Eagles like history board. List. Yeah, somewhere on there. Good for him. Uh, TJ Edwards is originally from Illinois. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was pretty cool. It's always great when uh, when someone comes back home to Chicago. I think that's pretty great. Or I should say Illinois because I don't think he's from Chicago exactly. But um, yeah, he he was he played with the uh, Wisconsin Badgers in college, and he currently uh, holds the record for the most interceptions by a linebacker. So he's he was pretty good in college. And uh, another little fun fact about him is that he was actually teammates with another uh, Bears linebacker, Jack Sanborn. They both played at the University of Wisconsin. Jack the Neck Sanborn. <laughs> yeah, Jack the <laughs> Neck Sanborn. That. Have you seen this guy's neck, dude? Yeah. It's yeah. insane. It's insane. I don't even think you could get your hand. Like, you probably break your hands trying to strangle the guy, you know? <laughs> Um, it's just, it's all trap. It's it, just all trap. No, just, dude, that's the thing is it's not, dude. It's all neck muscle, dude. Like it's all just, just like just it's neck. insane. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's get into Jack the Neck Sanborn. Uh, I think he's kind of from what I see, he's kind of a fan favorite. He's definitely a, a favorite for me. Uh, he was unsigned. Uh, he didn't get drafted or anything. But then the Bears, he made he made the Bears uh, last year. He mm-hmm. didn't get cut, so he made the squad. And then, um, and after then we had injury and injury and trades and injuries mm-hmm. and trades and injuries and trades and all that good stuff. And so then, after Roquan Smith was gone, he stepped in, and uh, he played. He did pretty good. So he played fourteen games. Six of those he started. Uh, unfortunately, he did get injured. He hurt his ankle and uh, wasn't able to finish the season. But even even uh, being injured and not finishing the season, he still made the Pro Football Focus All Rookie Team last year. You have to think that you know, fourteen games in, you fuck your ankle. Yeah. What's what's the point? You know, yeah. for for that season especially. You know, when you're looking at, hey, we're just getting a bunch of people reps, we're getting a bunch of people live time. Oh yeah. Why yeah. why try to rush coming back from an ankle injury? That the season's it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, no point. Fuck in it. Yeah. Yeah end the season for him you know it made sense i think it made sense for him um especially yep. because at that point he had enough game film and proof to show that he deserved a fucking spot for the next year as well yeah you know? um 
unrestricted. He was an unsigned free agent, right? Yep. Unsigned free him. agent. So, yeah. Yeah, because he didn't get uh, – no one wanted to draft him. Um, and I think part of that, part of why no one wanted to draft him was just I think his um, – I mean, his speed and athleticism, or I should say lack thereof, wasn't quite what teams wanted at that position. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, every time – everything I've seen – uh from his tape and stuff and when i hear people talking about him it's just basically whatever he lacks for in athleticism he um he makes up for for just smarts and he makes up with that with his smarts and his instinct he just has a good instinct for getting to the ball and it seems like wherever the ball is he just he instinctively knows how to get there so he doesn't have to be as quick to get there and he can anticipate it he is uh, he reminds me much more of like a 70s 80s style yeah linebacker Hmm. you know that having that instinct and when you go back, you look at some of them, like they don't look like, like the type of athlete. Like, look at fucking Roquan Smith. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, monster. Yeah, athlete. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they, they, they were not built necessarily like that, but they were smart. Mm-hmm. And it's their, it's their field IQ that really elevates them uh, to to that next level and makes them competitive. And they're the ones that are like, fuck, where did he come from? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's the, yeah, no, watching him. It's, it's definitely fun to see like someone that people didn't want that is like, that is showing out. Yeah. 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 I think that's, watch this bitch. He's got a great story. Yeah. And I, I love that about him. I think that's part of why he's one of my favorites. Cause he just was overlooked and now he's, he's doing great. And I love it. Hopefully he has a, a great season this year. Did you want to be one of those guys? Like, did you want to be a Chicago Bear linebacker? I mean, I think every kid around the area kind of has that, has that dream for at least a split second at some point in their life. And then, you know, but not many people actually think that it's possible. <laughs> and I think I'm one of them too. And uh, just, just fortunate. Uh, okay. So that wraps up the, that wraps up the, that wraps up the linebackers. Uh, so now we're going to move on to the corners and safeties. We're going to talk. We're going to start by talking about Jalen Johnson. Uh, we drafted him in 2020 from Utah, and it just seems like uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's had any crazy stat lines. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, he just does seem like he's uh, he's become a leader for the defense. And uh, Poles has talked about how he wants he wants Jalen Johnson around long term. Um, so yeah, seems like he's great for the room. Seems like he's a good leader. And I think people need to recognize that. So kids, if you're listening, that's something to consider. It's <laughs> like you don't always have to be the very, very best Yeah. Um, at a skilled position necessarily. You have to be good enough. But the thing that's really going to like solidify opportunity for you is just don't be a dick. That's the biggest thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like show out for other people. Yeah. You know, make sure to turn around and help that person behind you. Set a good example. Don't be an asshole. Because, make the people around you better. Because organizations yeah. are going to pay you good money for the right attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not necessarily like changing who you are to to get the paycheck. It's no, just be that guy. Yep. Be that fucking guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I fully agree with him being in here. He's got the right mindset. He's got the right attitude. It's something that, especially when you're trying to rebuild and you're trying to establish a new culture like you got to have those guys there yeah yeah it's good to have a veteran leadership all right so now we're going to talk about jaquan brisker uh so we drafted jaquan brisker in 2022 from 20 uh from 20 state from uh, penn state and last season was his first season and he had 103 tackles and he played 15 games Mm -hmm. Uh, another one of our defensive players who made the pro football focus all rookie team and then was actually named the Rookie of the Year by CBS Sports Chicago. So he hopefully showed he can, yeah, as a rookie. Hopefully I mean, he, he came can, out and did his thing. Yeah, hopefully he can, he can continue that success uh, into this year, into his sophomore year, which I, I'm confident he will. All right, and then next we have Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson was drafted in 2017 by the Bears from Alabama, and he made the Pro Bowl in 2018 and 2019. Uh, he was one of the ones that stepped up uh, leadership-wise and was actually named uh, one of the team captains after Smith and uh, Quinn left last year. Or after I should say after they were traded. Uh, unfortunately, yep. he did get hurt 
in week 12. Um, but as we mentioned before, yeah. before that, yeah. he was on track to be in the Pro Bowl and was leading the Bears in tackles. So another very key part of our def- defense. And it's good to have him back, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, not having to worry about a position is fun. It's nice. Oh know? yeah, it's a luxury <laughs> like, you don't really think about, you know. Until you don't. Until have you have, yeah. <laughs> until you have to, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and then looks like finally here. We're gonna talk about Kyler Gordon, who has earned the nickname Spider Man. Uh, I guess he did a Spider Man celebration last year, and he continues to just go off or to go on with it. So they started calling him Spider Man. Uh, we drafted him in 2022 from Washington College. And last year he played 14 games and he had 71 tackles and three interceptions. That's the thing that's missing is the interceptions. That? That's the that, thing that we need more yeah, of. Interceptions, yeah. You know? And that's, that's yep. being able to get someone that, you know, uh, as a rookie was able to come out and like actually have an impact on that. Like three interceptions over 14 games for uh, a rookie who should not have been starting in the first place yeah. is. I mean, that's a solid stat line. That's good. So, um, especially, especially being paired up with Eddie Jackson, who you know is create pre- creates plenty of opportunity for that to happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see to see him. From what I understand, he's made some some good gains in the off season in the uh, um, in training camps and such. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm excited to see that one. Yeah, that's good. That's exciting. I'm excited for our uh, secondary. I think it's going to be good. I think we're going to have uh, some significant improvement. Uh, mm-hmm. Something I, I didn't have written down here, but uh, sorry, you say something I wanted to the mention. Fuck did that, you eat? <laughs> I, I had nothing. What did I eat? Oh, I had a chopped cheese. That's what it was. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, uh, funny. I actually just looked up what the fuck a chopped cheese is. Really? And I was like, all right, I need to give me a chopped dude, cheese. Yeah, you got to come <laughs> so, out here and get a chopped literally, cheese, dude. That was like three nights ago. Yeah, so. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's it. They're so good, man. They're really tasty. It's like it's like a leveled up sloppy Joe. I think. Go. Yeah, yeah, that's it's yeah, really good. So, so yeah, just in general for our defense, I, I think we're already kind of we've leveled up. And I was looking, and it seems like a lot of these guys, you know, we've brought in some good veteran presence. But none, I, I mean, a lot of these guys that we brought in, they are veterans, but they're not, um, they're not over thirty yet. So I think they're still young and um, it's just it's just a nice middle ground, I think, of being veterans, but still being young and still having, you know, maybe their next, still having their best years ahead of them, or at least mm-hmm. their best, you know, next two or three years ahead of them. So I think, uh, I think that makes me feel a, l- a little better. It makes me feel like we've, sure. we've got, I think we have gotten better on defense than we were last year. So I would argue that we have gotten better on defense than we were last year. Yeah. We'll keep going with that. Okay. <laughs> so what would you consider a success for the defense this year then? This year, I think I think if we can get our secondary more involved with more takeaways. And um yeah, if we can get our secondary more involved with more takeaways and stuff, I think that'll be huge. I think this is a year for them to do it. It doesn't seem like um I think there's only one new guy that's starting. So I think we have good veteran presence that should know what's going on and stuff. And if we can just, um, if the defense can mesh together too um, mm-hmm. and really come together as a unit. And I don't know. I mean, I think the bar, so the bar is pretty like... low from last year. So I, I just yeah. think as long as we do better than last year, as long as we don't finish in the bottom, you know, in last or second to last for the last, for the second half of the season, you know, I think we'll be, mm-hmm. I think that'll be an improvement. So. Gotcha. I think we can, if we can get more pressure on the quarterback too, because I think that's something that we were lacking last year. I mean, the problem last year was we lacked everywhere. Right? Just and overall that across the board. From, yeah. I mean, coverage was poor. Uh, the, there was no real pressure coming from the front side. Um, midfield was kind of open for the most part. Yeah. Um, so and and like yeah, like you said, the secondary there was there wasn't even pressure from the secondary of like daring someone to throw the ball yeah that that wasn't that wasn't a thing it was literally i don't know you can throw it you can throw it yeah we're not gonna stop it yeah (laughs) like you can throw it yeah and go for it i think part of it too is because like like last year um part of what made it like 
how much how do I want to say this? Last year we were getting beat, I think, not so much because we were getting stopped on offense, but because we were getting outscored. We which were was like a, the, I think a big uh That was Drew Brees' issue with the Saints. Yeah. They would put up fucking outrageous numbers. He had five thousand passing yard seasons that they lost. Like regularly <laughs> yeah and it's like well the reason he got five thousand fucking yards is because he was out there chucking the ball to stay in the game yeah and the defense just could not stop people from scoring and i feel like that's kind of where we were last year it was like that's one of the reasons that fields was able to do what he did yeah was because he was put in a position of opportunity he had more opportunity to try to do something and he was successful with that um not in the traditional sense of a quarterback right yeah obviously as we've seen but but with that the defense wasn't stopping anybody yeah and the only thing that was really keeping us in the game some of those times was fields mm-hmm. was the the inability of other teams to plan for him appropriately yeah as i think that'll be success i think i'll consider that success for us too if we can hold teams to fewer than you know 25 points 20 24 points you know what i'm gonna I'm going to add on to what I just said about the reason one of the reasons that Fields had the records that he did was because he had to because of the opportunity that was provided to him. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to have that opportunity this year. No. Yeah, so that's no. going to be I think tied in with is the defense's success is A score differential, B was enough pressure applied to the other team in a sense that Fields didn't have to be on the field as often. Yeah. That's my big thing. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's really what I'm going to look at is give me more time on the field, um, and have more impactful plays, uh, you know, more takeaways, more, more incompletes, more, yeah, just just more. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that has to go in conjunction with fields having less. And and I, I I'm not saying that like I you know it would be it would be really cool for fields to actually break you know the all time record that would be cool and all, but yeah. same time not two years in a row. Yeah. He can't do that, like from a physical perspective. No, yeah, I just can't. I mean, from a he mental was, burnout perspective, yeah, like burnout that physical. boy needs a fucking counselor, you know. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I mean, his body was breaking down already, like at the end of last season, you know, he was yeah. having to run off the field and get, you know, his hamstrings massaged and shit, and, like stretched out and whatnot. So I don't think we want that happening again this year. Yeah. And when the less time that the defense is on the field, the more time the offense is on the field. And then the offensive line gets hurt more often. Because, yeah, they're getting it, utilized it's just more. A vicious cycle. Yeah. You know, so. yep. yep. But uh, I think we've made a step. I think, especially this offseason, I think we've made a step in the right direction. We've, we've the taken the, a step in the right direction. Whether or not it was the right step in the right direction remains to be seen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> um so yeah so that, you know what let's flip it this week how about we go with what we're most worried about first you want to go okay because uh, that's that's what i keep like coming back to yeah right? you want to start it off then what are you worried about the most sure i mean my biggest worry is the the gel mm-hmm. is like we do have a better roster on defense now i'm not going to say that i mean we didn't go out and get like superstars Right. Yeah, we didn't get we a got, Khalil Mack or anything. No, we got above average. Mm-hmm. We got a you know a Pro Bowler. We got or you know we got people that have proven their value, um, but you know no like huge you know Ed yeah. Edmonds was like the one mm-hmm. right like the big one yeah and is and no 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 like not trying to discredit him by any means but right. definitely like you said not a mac yeah. right like that's that's sort of what we're looking at so um but i think we tighten we we elevated all around mm-hmm. but how is that all going to click cuz we still haven't seen that yet even with preseason yeah because of injuries because of like throughout throughout training camps and preseason like we have not seen all of the killers on the field together and i need to see that yeah and so for me that's my biggest concern is that they don't gel they don't is gel that out. something is missing is that someone doesn't fit the system uh you know because once one of those if we don't have pressure up front we immediately are falling back to the secondary and relying on them mm-hmm. to step up their game yeah and so it's like yeah so that's that's what i'm most worried about is not injury so much for them it's are they going to work yeah and we just haven't seen that yet so what about you 
Uh, I mean, I kind of have to dig for most worried about because that's the thing. I mean, I just can't imagine. I feel like we've already being worse than last yeah, year. Yeah, I can't imagine us being worse than last year. See, this proves to so, me this, this is where we can tell our age. Yeah, okay, this is where like you. I'm going to tell you right now. It, it can, can get worse. worse than last sure. Year. Yeah, maybe it can. <laughs> I'm still. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been beaten beaten as much yet. So beaten down as much. Not as downtrodden. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I guess I'm concerned about the same thing. Are they all going to gel together? I do. Uh, yeah, I mean that's it. And I guess I'll I'll just learn my. We'll see if I learn my lesson this year because I I there's nothing that stood out to me this year that I was like, this is worries me and this is going to make us be worse than last year. Were there any big defensive players available that we missed out on? That like we were in the running for that we you Not know what I mean? I like knew. I'm trying to think. No, I don't think so. I think the big one was uh, Yannick. I think that was a big one that like. We were yeah. in the running for people were talking about people were getting excited and I mean we got him and I think that was well, a huge like and I think Edmonds was like the surprise one where mm-hmm. it was like oh shit we got I mean and Edwards right Edmonds and Edwards like yeah both. it was kind of like well okay we made some good signings you yeah know, absolutely I, um so yeah oh, okay yeah I just worry I yeah I just worry that they that we don't improve because everything on paper looks like we have gotten better but we'll see if that actually fleshes out and if we actually are better because. Mm-hmm. That's what really matters is productivity, you know. Absolutely. Um, tell me what you're most excited about. I am most excited to see some of these uh, comeback rookies, right? Mm-hmm. Like people from last year that basically got thrown into the lion's den, that thrown in the deep end, no life preserver. And Just swam. like, fuck it, kid, go out and do your thing, get some good reps, have fun. Yeah. You know, try to survive. You know, um, I'd love to see them come out with that perspective because a that rarely happens where it's that many people. Mm-hmm. Like it was like yeah. the whole fucking defense at one point. You Dude, know I mean, like, yeah, that's fucking that's, wild. I mean, by a thousand snaps, that's a uh, lot that's of fucking. That's a lot wild. of rookie snaps, dude. That's that's nuts. And so. I am. I think that's what I'm most excited about is seeing them elevate their game, um, even if the defense isn't, even if the growth is nominal at best. Mm-hmm. Um, if their individual growth for some of the rookies are like consistent, like give me, give me a full season, give me less injuries, give me a few more takeaways. You know, like show, show that growth. There was a reason they weren't starters as rookies. Mm-hmm. They probably wouldn't have been starters until their third or fourth year anyways. Yeah. They're going into their second year. Like let's, I, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. And then the second thing I'd be excited about would be like how some of these veterans fit in and hopefully guide some of those rookies so that they do stand out a little more. And that, that, yeah, I, I, I feel like I've seen really good stuff. They keep talking about the culture. They keep talking about the team unity and, you know, presenting a united front and all this. And I, I feel that I feel like it's not necessarily just like PR scripted, but that I feel like the players are buying into it. Yep. So, yeah, uh, you know, especially the ones that we went out and got. So I'm hoping to see that. I'm excited to see that translate into action on the field now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that also sort of just gets drugged back down by that. Well, well we haven't fucking seen them all together yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. that, I guess that's what I'm excited. I'm excited for week one, man. I'm excited for week one. We're fucking started. Done yeah, let's go. Let's dude. Do Preseason's over. It's time to get, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, Yeah, I'm most excited about our linebacking group, I think, and our secondary. I think uh, I'm really excited about Jack Sanborn. I just, hopefully he can play a full season and he can just show out. Um, I think he's he's gonna, he's in great company, you know, with, uh, with Ed- Edmonds and Edwards. Yeah, with Edmonds and Edwards. So, yeah. I mean, I just think we have a great linebacking group and, yeah, I think this I think this year will be great for our secondary. I think um we have a lot of veteran presence there and we have some good uh good we have a good guy in his sophomore year, you know, or two good sophomores mm-hmm. and a couple of great great veterans. So I think uh I'm excited. I'm excited to see them in action too. Hopefully we can we can have a twenty eighteen type season where we're just getting interceptions and takeaways like crazy. I want to be the monsters of the midway, and I want people yeah, to fear dude. coming to Chicago. Yeah. Like that. I want people to fear Chicago coming to that. Right. That's that's what be scared I'm of our defense. And like and like, I want offensive coordinators to be like, "Fuck, yeah, <laughs> you know, we have to plan." I want to be Chicago. the headache. Yeah. 
I mean, Fields alone is a headache for defensive coordinators. Oh, 100%. I want offensive coordinators to be like, how are we going to deal with it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. All right. So that was a defense. Did we do it? Yeah. That's everything. We did it. That was a defense. We did it to him. All right. We kind of, not in a bad way, but we kind of, because I was like, yeah, I mean, I was, I, like I, I had messaged you before. Like I am concerned yeah. about the defense. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. After talking about it and like, like really walking through it, I think that helps good. me good. as a fan too. Yeah. You know, it's just like putting all the pieces together. So. Good. I'm glad. That's what I was hoping for. I was, I was hoping. You know, I was a little bit. I was like, damn, maybe he's gonna bring me to his side. You know, and I'll be like, maybe. <laughs> I, like I was thinking, I was kind of double, like second guessing myself. Like, should I be worried? Like, am I not worried enough? Like, the worry for me is. Re- uh, still relevant i've been on teams where we should have been very very good yeah. based on the talent that we had mm-hmm. but we just didn't click yeah like we didn't gel something was missing not necessarily like any one particular person's fault it just you can do your very best to try to put all the pieces yeah together, you, c- but... you can't manufacture chemistry yeah yep. and so so that is i think it is a legit concern yeah however you're right we on paper we made the right moves yeah we, we should should be better yeah be better (laughs) yeah should be better but yeah i mean it's always it's it's nice to have a not be too optimistic you know have a healthy dose of cynicism i guess i don't know you wouldn't be a midwesterner if you didn't if you didn't yeah you can't be too optimistic if yeah then you're not really (laughs) you gotta be a little more realistic yeah so all right anything you can think of that we missed or that you wanted to you know touch back on or not at this, this particular point in time, I would be interested. We have 24 hours to the cutoff. So I want to keep an eye out and see if there's any like unexpected cuts mm-hmm. to come, right? Like people that we were like, wait, hang on a second. Like you're supposed to be a starter or something yeah. like that. You know, like I, I don't weird. see that happening, but. Yeah, um, I don't think, I, I don't know. We'll see, but I don't think too much is going to happen in these last 24 hours. I don't think no. there's, I mean, I think we're just going to cut everyone that was expected to be cut. Mm-hmm. Again, just as a reminder, that is, we get a 53 man roster. You get 16 more to the practice squad on top of that. Mm-hmm. So you're at 69 giggity. Nice. And then uh, for game day, 45 get to dress. So of your 53 on the live roster, uh, only 45 of them can dress for game day. So keep that in just mind. Just an FYI. All right. Um, where can they find you? Or can they find me? I mean, or let's say what? what, Yeah. Okay. So they can't find you personally, but anything you want to plug, anything you want to talk about? Yeah. Be sure to check out the other podcast that I run, Chick Flicks with Dicks. X for the flicks. Flicks is spelled with an X. Uh, Basically, my buddy and I, um, and another one of our friends, uh, have to watch Chick Flicks that my wife picks out. We drink a little bit, we discuss them in great detail, and over the last few years have become somewhat experts at like whether a movie is a chick flick or not, whether you should watch it or not. Yeah. There are some really good ones that are like, holy shit, that was unexpectedly good. And then there are some really bad ones that are really good sure. that are like, you have to watch it because it's, it's so, so bad. bad. Yeah. So, um, check us out. You can find us on any uh, any podcast streaming platform. Um, great. And then... Oh, and then Gym Heroes. Uh, yep, Gym Heroes. Uh, so that's the business that I am starting up. I've got uh, currently an Instagram page. I just got the website built out at, over this last week. It'll be up and running by the end of this week. So by the time this comes out, probably. Mm-hmm. So um, you can visit gymheroes.com. Uh, Heroes is spelled with a Z. So G Y M H E R O Z.com. Uh, if you are interested in one on one, fitness programming um from an online perspective uh i've got a variety of things that i'd offer there so hit me up on that otherwise that's that's about it great uh if you guys want to find me and see what i'm up to i'm on instagram as omar daniel that's o-h-m-a-r daniel um yeah my music is on i work on music a lot and that's all on spotify apple or wherever you get your music and that's just my regular name just omar daniel um yeah, where's the Bear Claw podcast? The Bear Claw podcast. You can find us on Spotify and on Apple. Please give us a five star review. Uh, give us a five star review. 
if you're listening to us, uh, share us with your friends, anyone who might be interested in uh, learning a little more about the Bears uh, or that you might want to get, get them into being a Bears fan. I feel like we're a great place to start. Uh, so, yeah, you can find us also on uh, Instagram and TikTok and YouTube at Pod. Oh, we're on t- TikTok and YouTube? We're on TikTok and YouTube. I'm too fucking old, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's see. All right, guys. Yeah, so next week we're going to be talking about the uh, – we're going to hit real quick probably just on special teams, maybe another quick overview. Um, but mostly we're just going to be getting ready for re- week one. Week one we got the fucking punk-ass, fucking bitch-ass, fucking – Punk-ass, ass, Packers. Fucking Is that what you're saying? That's... Packers. We got the Packers week one. Um, so yeah, we'll just be maybe giving a little overview on that and, uh, getting ready for it. Cause, uh, I'm definitely excited. I'm ready for the football season to start and see where we're at. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. And next week we'll also have a better idea on like what the roster is actually, uh, going to be. Cause we'll are have... there going to be any exciting cuts, yeah, any trades, we'll any see. moves? Like Tune 24 in. hours. Let's find out. Tune in next week and find out. Um, on next week's episode of Dragon Ball. Oh wait, sorry. Shit, <laughs> wrong one, wrong one. <laughs> cut that yeah um but yeah so thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week on the bear claw podcast deuces